Hey everyone, you're listening to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky. And I'm Ben. And this is a podcast for easy listening about hard subjects. And today's episode is dealing with rejection. Rejection sucks. Uh, what we mean by rejection is basically like you you tried something and the person said no or you maybe were at a job and they fired you or you applied for something and basically got, got a no. So maybe not, and I mean failure kind of ties into this, but basically someone closing the door on you. So let's dive right in. Okay. I feel like over the past couple of years, I've had more than enough rejections. (laughs) So for example, I applied to some modeling agencies in Toronto and uh, got a no for every single one because I'm not six feet. Uh, You're not? No. How tall are you? Our our listeners can't see you. I know, that's true. I'm 5'7", so maybe a little bit taller than average, but not Amazonian tall. Mm. Mm, yeah. I also applied to graduate schools, not once, but twice uh, for clinical psychology, which is actually a very competitive program in Canada. And I, I, I'm assuming for the States, but strictly speaking for Canada, um, I've been rejected by boys. <gasps> no, say uh, it's not true. <laughs> also, I've been fired from... Not one, but two jobs. So let's start off with talking about relationships. And in this case, when we say relationships, I think we're probably talking a lot about romantic relationships since um, those are typically what people think about when they think about being rejected in a relationship. But I don't think that's always true. I think that you could also be rejected when it comes to friendship. Uh, And the, the heartbreak that you feel when a friendship Uh, dies off either naturally or because somebody has rejected somebody else is just as valid and real as any sort of heartbreak or um, feelings you experience when you're rejected with a romantic relationship or when a romantic relationship ends. So uh, Mm -hmm. we're not just going to talk about romance here. We can talk about other types of friendship too. When it comes to your past relationships, uh, because you have had a few different boyfriends at this point in your life, How do you feel like the way you've dealt with rejection or the way you've had to reject other people has changed over the course of these romantic relationships? You know, I feel like with romantic relationships, it's almost gotten a little bit harder because I think as you you age and as you mature and the more time you put into someone and the more you you believe that it's going to last and then it doesn't, it almost hurts even more than say like a high school boyfriend that cheated on you, which, yeah, like true story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know what to expect when it comes to breakups. I almost feel like I'm like a master at like knowing how to navigate that area. 
but I think that it doesn't it doesn't hurt any less when you do get rejected. So you're saying that you're better at handling the rejection in terms of you sort of know how to navigate the whole experience, but that doesn't diminish the intensity of the feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Could you describe for me what you go through when a relationship's ending and you feel like you've been rejected or you've rejected somebody else? I think it doesn't I think it doesn't matter if you're the dumper or the dumpy. Okay. It doesn't suck any less. Like whether you rejected someone or someone has rejected you, it's just okay, so I f- I feel like when I get rejected, there's obviously like a lot of sadness, a lot of grief that you deal with right away. But there's no there's not necessarily the guilt part. So when you reject someone, you have the sadness, you have the grief, and you also have the guilt. So but but I wouldn't say it's any worse because getting rejected sucks because your ego is taking a huge hit. Mhm. And is the is the pain different if it comes sort of abruptly versus if you kind of know that things have been winding down for a while? No. I think it's still I think what makes it difficult is when you when you're older and you and you and you think that you know better and you're like okay this person is it for me. Mm. And then when that starts crumbling down, I would say that's probably like the hardest thing because when you didn't really think that it wasn't going to go anywhere, you're you you still have the pain of a breakup and maybe of a rejection, but in the back of your mind, you're kind of like, yeah, I didn't really think this was going to go anywhere anyway, so. We could also flip it around, right? And we could talk about rejection at the beginnings of a relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic. So thinking about if you're trying to pursue somebody that you're interested in or they're pursuing you and you have to reject them. Um, and mm. I'm, I'm, cur- I'm curious about what that, what that feels like, right? I, when I've talked about what we were talking about on this episode with one of my coworkers, and he said, oh, rejection, that's an interesting topic. That could be a pretty, pretty intense topic. And he said, and he was thinking, of course, about romantic rejection. He's like, sometimes when I get rejected, I just try harder. And then he walked away and then he came back to me um, the next day. And he's like, I kind of feel like I need to clarify that because it sounded a little bit creepy. He's like, mm. what I... When I said I try harder, it's it's not like I stalk people and I, like I'm super persistent. He just he's just like if I get rejected at first, that doesn't mean that I stop trying. It, you know, it means that if I'm really interested in this person, I might give it a second shot. And then it, you know, if they refuse me again, then obviously I'd leave them alone. So it was very he's a very nice, very sweet person, and uh, he just felt that need to clarify that. But it got me thinking about these things about like. I think his response is really interesting because my response is the complete opposite. Like if someone rejects oh. me, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I just like, I'm really quick to like walk away. That does not surprise me. I, I, I knew you would yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. Even, even in a long-term relationship, I am not willing to, I'm not willing to give anyone like an inch or, or whatever. If, if they reject me, I'm very quick to be like, okay, on to the next thing. I don't sit there and be like, try harder or think that the person is making a mistake or whatever. I'm just like, okay, you don't want me. Like, that's on you. I think your coworker's response is so interesting because that's the complete opposite of me. I'm just like, okay, nope, bye. It's it's interesting how we all have different ways of dealing with rejection. I, de- I definitely understand what you're saying about kind of moving on. So what you're saying makes sense to me. I kind of identify with that in terms of just moving on because... 
Um, I was rejected like a couple of times in high school when I asked people out. Um, and this was sort of before I'd figured out that I'm aromantic, so I don't actually experience romantic attraction. And um, the whole high school dating thing didn't actually make a lot of sense to me, but I kind of just went along with it because I felt like, like that's what you're supposed to do in high school. But I was rejected and I just, I was fine with it. Like, I was just like, yeah, okay, fine. Not that interested anyway. Uh, and I think looking back, that's just because that attraction wasn't there in the first place. But mm -hmm. now it's just like, that's not that's not a part of my life. That's not a factor in my life anymore. But friendships definitely are. Yeah. So have you experienced any rejection when it comes to friendship? There's certain friends where we were closer in the past. And then maybe I've kind of made overtures or and this is something that really annoys me is when I'm always the one who's making the overture. And if I ask, do you want to hang out? Then they say, sure, we'll hang out. And we do. And it's fine. But then they never are the ones who propose to do anything. And that, that mm -hmm. feels really one-sided. And I would classify that as a type of rejection because what you're doing is you're rejecting the responsibility that you have in a friendship to make it reciprocal. And you're, you're willing to take whatever offers of friendship and time and attention that I make, but you're rejecting the fact that you are responsible to reciprocate if you're interested in this friendship. Yeah, and that always sucks for sure because that wasn't like a deliberate decision on your part. It's just you made... All the effort and then you didn't see anything from them yeah and I, i've definitely especially when i was younger in high school and like early university i wasn't as social as i've become lately and i think part of that was because often when i would make plans the plans would fall through and i would feel a sense of rejection from there as if like even if the the reason for the plans falling through was totally innocuous the fact that it kept happening over and over it just yeah i maybe it made it feel like a pattern in my mind and it made me feel mm -hmm. like these people, whoever they were, were rejecting me. And then I was just like, well, why should I bother? Why should I bother trying to make more friends? Because this is just always going to happen. That's slowly started to change, mostly because I've found a few friends who don't reject me. Which is what you want, right? Who exactly. wants a friend that's going to reject you? That's bullshit. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. And I, yeah, I, just, I think it took me a long time to find those people. Because maybe partly because, as we've discussed previously, I'm a heavy door. And sometimes it's, it's difficult to form <laughs> those, those friendships. And also, I'm, sometimes I'm just more reluctant than most to participate in the types of social situations where you start making new friends. But yeah, in my past, I felt a lot of rejection in terms of friendship. Um, and it's taken me a while to sort of become more comfortable to make those close friendships. So I don't feel that rejection. That's really great. I feel like you've, I feel like you've grown from that for sure. Well, thank you. I feel like maybe in the past year, I've had to be very like deliberate about cutting certain friendships off. Mm -hmm. And I think that came from from a breakup that I experienced. Breakups can be complicated because you're not just breaking up with that person, but you're also sort of like dividing your friends up too. Um, not necessarily like, oh, you have to pick one side or the other, but you definitely can't be you know, on the fence with two people that have broken up and be hearing stories from both of them. So one person gets the friends and one person gets the dog. Yeah, essentially. Or, I mean, well, what if you don't have a dog together? Then what does that person get? Nothing. <laughs> I think you can be friends with someone that's also friends with your ex, but it's just going to be a different level of friendship. Like, you're not going to be super, super close to that friend. I don't think. So I definitely have like some acquaintances, I would say, from a past relationship. 
there is one person in particular that I had become uh, new, more recent friends with because of my ex. And then after we'd broken up, I felt like she was sort of riding on both sides and trying to be um, as equal as possible. But it's almost like it's almost like girl code. Like, <laughs> if you're my friend, you should be telling me the shit that he's saying. Like, not being like, oh, well, he told me some stuff, but I'm not going to tell you what he said. So, there. You know, I, I don't think it works like that. So, for me, that's just like a sign of loyalty, too. So, I was very, I wouldn't say I was very harsh, but I was definitely, I was definitely harsh with that. I cut that friend out. But I almost feel like getting any kind of rejection from from friendships almost has a longer sting than from a relationship. I think that's fair because part of that is the the expectations that society places on us in terms of romance versus platonic friendship, right? And mm-hmm. it's almost like we expect romance to come with that heartbreak, but we don't talk about the heartbreak associated with the ending of friendships as much. So we're a little less prepared to deal with it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Okay. Yeah. So Ben, what is your experience with rejection? So, well, I've already given a couple of sort of examples with friendships and relationships and stuff. But uh, I think one thing when I was thinking about this for this episode was I haven't really experienced a lot of rejection lately. And and that got me a little worried because I think one of the things we're trying try, trying to get at with this episode is rejection itself can feel bad, but it's also, it can be quite healthy and it's a source of growth because when you are rejected, you kind of have to stop and take stock and reevaluate your life. Um, Not like your whole life sometimes, but just whatever element or component of your life was involved in that rejection, right? So to me, the fact that I feel like I haven't experienced rejection in a significant way lately, uh, that got me thinking like, why is that? Because it's not that I'm suddenly super successful and every single thing I try is successful. So is it is it that I'm just not trying as many new things? Am, am I being a little more conservative than I should be? Because maybe I'm denying myself those opportunities for growth. Uh, so this topic and our, our episode here definitely got me thinking about that. So thanks for that, Becky. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's almost like sometimes you have to go out there and you have to put yourself out there and expect that you're going to be rejected a lot before you encounter success. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think though that you're any less successful, like you personally, I don't think you're any less successful because you haven't experienced a lot of rejection. I feel like you've just taken a career path that you knew that you wanted to to go down and mm-hmm. maybe you'll experience more rejection in the future if you decide to do something else or but I think that um yeah I, I don't think it's because you haven't taken any risk because you definitely have thank you uh thank you for wishing more rejection on me in my future I appreciate that that means a lot to me <laughs> uh, well I gotta prepare you somehow so yeah thanks for thanks for being my realistic friend uh yeah but I, I know that you are a very different story because you definitely have career goals and aspirations. But like you mentioned earlier on in our discussion, uh, you've definitely changed directions several times uh, in your quite short life so far. You talked about being rejected <laughs> from grad schools, being rejected from modeling mm-hmm. agencies. Uh, so mm-hmm. maybe we could get a little bit more into that. Could you tell me sort of like what was it like when you got rejected from grad school, for example? I think the first time was really devastating because I put so much hope, so much work 
and had a lot of expectations like okay maybe I'll get one interview or you know maybe I'll get something out of this um although I will say I didn't apply to that many grad schools I was very picky and my true intention was maybe not necessarily just to be a psychologist um to go down that career path but my my real intention was mostly to get out of Thunder Bay and I'm very thankful that I got rejected from graduate school because I think that would have been hell because that's not what I really wanted to do in my life and it kind of forced me to take a hard look inside and say okay what is it that I really want and uh and can I achieve this in a different manner like if I really want to get out of Thunder Bay can I do this in a different in a different way most I would say of the rejections in our life turn out to be these blessings in disguise because mm-hmm. it makes us realize what we really want and sometimes this thing that we've put a pressure on ourselves to apply for or to try that turns out not to be what we want and the rejection just kind of wakes us up to that fact and makes us realize that we're actually much better off moving on from this part of our lives and opening up a new chapter absolutely it's definitely a blessing and uh, it kind of redirects you uh to a better path in life, I think. In terms of modeling, uh, because you mentioned that earlier as well, when you were rejected from those Toronto modeling agencies, uh, what was what would go through your head just like when you got the rejection? And then also as you sort of processed that, how did you think about it? I feel like when I got the rejections, I was a little heartbroken because I did I did put a lot of expectation, I put a lot of work into it, and I just tried to present myself as best as I could. So I think sometimes when you're, maybe especially as a woman, like when you're part of your self-esteem or self-worth is tied up in your physical appearance, and then when you're being rejected for your physical appearance, like that's hard. Um, Because I also think that it doesn't matter how many people reject you because at the end of the day, it's about you not rejecting yourself. Ah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so far we've been talking about um, what I would term a hard rejection, but I would also like to talk about this idea of soft rejections, right? The soft no's where it's not necessarily that people are turning you down, but maybe they're just not getting back to you or they get back to you, but only after you've really sort of uh, pressed them for an answer. And some, in some cases, it's just because people are busy, you know, emails, messages fall through the cracks. But other times, it's they are actually rejecting you, and it's that, that social soft no, but you maybe it's taking you a while to figure that out. And how do you deal with those soft rejections where it's not always clear that you're being rejected? In, in terms of my experience with like soft rejections, and I think I experience these more often than I experience the hard ones, just because I, as I was saying earlier, I don't take a lot of explicit risks most of the time, but certainly in the course of whatever I'm doing, sometimes these soft rejections come up. I always appreciate it when people just give me a hard no and give me a hard rejection, because then it's just very clear to me and I know exactly where I stand. When people give me those soft no's, it's a little frustrating because then I'm just like, okay, are you saying no to me because you don't want to hang out and you're, but you're just being polite or are you doing the soft no because you're busy? And I can't always tell when people are busy and still want to hang out, but they're, they're just, 
giving and it's not a soft no right so there's that ambiguity there that i can find frustrating uh, but i also i find soft rejections a little harder to process because if it's not clear cut and if it's not um, that unambiguous hard rejection it's harder for me to get a little bit of closure because now i'm just like there's that what if of just like well what if they come back or what if you know what if it wasn't really a soft rejection especially in those cases where it's just radio silence you've sent off the email and you don't get a response and the window has closed and you're thinking okay well i'm just not getting a response and then months down the line somebody responds to you and suddenly it's just like oh so it wasn't a rejection so that can be a little bit difficult yeah because it's hard to know where you stand with a soft rejection like you said and you're sort of left in the dark and that can definitely be distressing i'm just trying to think like do i try harder with soft rejections versus hard rejections. I think it depends how badly I want something. Like mm -hmm. if I have a soft rejection, then I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't necessarily a no, so I'll keep trying. Mm -hmm. And if I really want something bad enough, and even if even if I do get a no, because I, th I think you hear this from entrepreneurs a lot, is that a no isn't a no unless you take it as that. Hmm. So it's very situational dependent, right? Like it, the protocols when you're talking about like relationships, friendships, that kind of thing are different than like businesses and entrepreneur opportunities. Mm -hmm. Or even grad school, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're rejected once. Okay, well then what can, what can you learn from that and what can you do differently? You put and... on a mustache and you're a completely different person and they have to accept you now. Exactly. You get a fake ID and then yeah. they let you in. <laughs> <laughs> So for the rest of the show, let's now talk more generally about our process for dealing with rejection when we're, we're rejected, uh, and then also what, well, how do you approach rejecting somebody else if you're the one in the position of doing the rejection? So Ben, how do you feel like you um, process rejection? Um, I think for the most part, I don't usually experience a lot of regret. I'm not somebody who sort of like pines over the opportunity. Obviously, if it's something I was super interested in, then I'd feel somewhat upset like you were talking about with the, the modeling agency thing at first, a little bit of heartache or something. But mm -hmm. I usually just move on from it. I'm just like, okay, well, I got rejected. And that kind of sucks, but go on to the next thing, go on to the next opportunity. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I don't know if that's just part of my personality. I don't know if it's mm -hmm. something that I've learned over time. It's kind of hard to tell, I think. And maybe there's a little bit of unexamined uh, things going on there that I, I should I should reflect on but I, I think in terms of dealing with rejection like one thing you have to think about is when you're asking yourself how do I feel about this ask yourself why do I think I'm feeling the way I feel right now is it because I really wanted this opportunity and I'm really disappointed that they said no to me and and that that could be the case and that's totally valid or is it I'm a little bit disappointed or I'm a little bit confused because now I don't know what else I'm going to be doing. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes the, the feelings you have around rejection um, are as much about that fear of the unknown. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think, I think too, it's how much hope you put into something as well. Like, yes, I think I put a lot of hope into grad school because I was like, I want to move out of Thunder Bay. And at the time I was like, I would love to move with my significant other. And luckily that didn't happen because 
I would have hated grad school and I ended up breaking up with the significant other. So part of part of the sting that I feel when I do experience rejection isn't the rejection itself. It's not anything anybody ever says to me. It's a result of how I've built up uh, my vision of success in my mind and maybe have unrealistic expectations, right? Like when I'm rejected sometimes, mm-hmm. it comes after I've entertained this little fantasy of, oh, this is going to happen after this this is accepted and this is what's going to happen in my life. And then the rejection comes down and suddenly that fantasy is just crushed. And even if I ha- even if they had said yes to me, that fantasy probably wouldn't have come true. That was an unrealistic expectation. And it's always fine to have fantasies and to, to use your imagination. But that that's the source of the sting. It's not the rejection itself. It's just suddenly realizing that that fantasy was unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it for sure. So in terms of dealing with rejection, I've described how like I just kind of like move on and stuff. Uh, how, how would you describe it? How would you what are your steps maybe for moving on from a rejection? Well, since I feel like I've been rejected by so many things, uh, I definitely have developed like, not like a system, but like a process, I would say. Okay, Becky, tell me your 12-step system for dealing with rejection. (laughs) Okay, so I think the first thing is for, and that's, this is the most important thing, is to acknowledge that you're hurt. Like, no matter what, what the rejection is about, like whether it was because you put hope into something or you know that was your dream or whatever like rejection sucks so acknowledge your hurt like don't just swipe don't just like sweep it aside and say like everything's fine like don't go through too much denial yeah exactly i think another thing is because sometimes you're in such a low point that like writing down all the great things in your life and the things that you are grateful for really like tends to help because you realize like okay my life isn't that bad yes I was rejected from this thing but at least I still have these other wonderful things um in my life I think that like reaching out and having a great support system is super helpful like after my previous relationship I found that therapy was extremely helpful for me um if you can find a mentor uh reach out to your friends like Reach out to whomever and whatever you feel like is going to help you through this. Um, Give yourself time to heal because I feel like it's not just going to go away at the snap of your fingers. And I think think a really important thing is whether it's from a friendship or relationship or maybe you got fired, like forgive that person that rejected you because in the end they saved you from going down a bad path or you know that door was closed for a reason so so for forgive forgiveness is huge i think in moving on and i think the last thing is that like your self-esteem might take a bit of a hit so in order to build it back up do some good good for others so send your friend a nice text message volunteer and even like challenging yourself you know, challenge yourself in whatever capacity just to kind of like build yourself back up and to show yourself like, yeah, like I can do this and I can overcome this. Those are my tips. Wow. It's way more detailed than my blanket advice of just move on people. So, wow, really cool. Um, Do we want to talk now about what happens if you're not the one who's being rejected? What if you have to reject somebody else? 
Because I, th- I feel like that's almost more difficult because it's, well, if you're an empathetic person and not a total asshole or a psychopath, like, <laughs> you you want to let people down gently. So whether it's you're rejecting somebody who's pursuing you or maybe you're in a professional setting and you're kind of rejecting somebody who's applying for a, a job position or a position on a mm-hmm. project or a team or something, what do you do when you have to reject somebody? You should have some kind of plan like whether you want to say something to someone like you should maybe rehearse it with a friend or um, think about how you want to say it to someone because like we know rejection sucks whether Mm -hmm. you're taking it or giving it and I think if you just go in blindly like you might just end up like babbling and like falling over your words whereas like if you have some sort of plan then at least you're like um concise and articulate and it it goes a little bit smoother so i think that's maybe the first step right yeah and like for example when we're talking about sort of maybe rejecting somebody who's pursuing you uh Mm -hmm. i like how you say like you maybe want to plan it out and and talk it over with a friend or something first because you have to have a very fine balance um between being honest and open enough that you're you're communicating sort of why you're rejecting them, but not so honest that you're going to hurt their feelings, right? Like, it, I feel like it's mm-hmm. permissible to, to use some white lies or to use some obfuscation if that's going to protect people's feelings. But it's you don't me, want to be... You. Yeah, exactly. But you don't want to obfuscate the true reason for the rejection so much that they misinterpret it. And then, you know, they, they, come, they, they come back to you after a bit for whatever reason, right? Like, if you just keep telling people oh i can't do this right now because i'm busy then they might interpret that as like that soft no really and not realize that you're always going to be busy for them um Mm -hmm. so so at some point you kind of have to push them a little harder but at the same time you're not necessarily going to say oh no it's just it's totally you i'm just not into you you have the personality of a rusted nail like you're not going to be super harsh yeah it's like you can't be too nice but you can't be like too mean about things basically mm-hmm. is what you're saying yeah. yeah i think that's a great point mm-hmm. i would say for the most part i'm pretty upfront so like first date i'm like you know i'll get to know you but that doesn't necessarily mean i want a relationship mm-hmm. i think most people are understanding and that's kind of like where their headspace is at too so that's good and i've been lucky enough these past couple of guys that I haven't really had to like let them down because they've gotten the hint. I haven't been texting back as much. I'm really slow with my, like extra slow with my responses. Um, I kind of give them like one sentence or, you know, like pretty short answers. Mm -hmm. So they kind of just like fall away and they don't seem to be coming back again and again, except for that one psychopath that just, wouldn't let me alone and I had to block him on all forms of social media but aside from him most people have gotten the hint I think rejection is ultimately helping you to build a muscle and that muscle is resilience and if you learn how to process rejection and how to take it um, I think you're just going to grow as a person and and you're just going to be more resilient in the end so Really, you should be thankful the more times you get rejected because that's just like working that muscle. So rejection is like eating your vegetables. <laughs> it's good for you even if you don't like it? Yeah. Okay. It'll benefit you in the end. That's fair. With all those vitamins and mm. 
Good hearty, <laughs> good hearty rejection broccoli. <laughs> yeah. It'll keep you regular. <laughs> so let's wrap things up now. Uh, next time on We Just Like to Talk, we're going to be talking about uh, TV shows that we're watching, what we're into right now, things that we both like watching and things that maybe one of us watches and the other one isn't as into. And we can have some discussions about that. I think that one's going to be a really fun episode. I think they're all really fun episodes, Becky, personally, but fine. <laughs> I know, but that one's just going to be, like, very upbeat. Yeah. And uh, not so much life advice, just, like, things that we like. Yes, don't take our advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of uh, where people can stalk us and find us on social media, um, Ben, where can people find you? Uh, people can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Tachyon Decay. Just look for the socks and sandals avatar. And that's my that's my handle on most social media. So you can follow me at other places as well. But I'm most active on Twitter. Awesome. People can follow me for the most part on Instagram. That's where I love to be. My personal account is at Becky Scotty. Or you can follow my blog account on Instagram. It's at, at NoBasicBecky. So there you have it. Rejection sucks, but Ben... I do not reject you. Aw, thank you. I, for the most part, I don't reject you either. And I really enjoy having you around to talk to these, talk, to talk to you about these things. Aw, love it. 